Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, All 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. This is the final show before the 2020 NFL Draft. That means AJ and I will be doing our final live pod mock. So, let's just get it, baby. But first, Pearl Jam. Just kidding. AJ doesn't get the joke. Uh, Bill Simmons podcast listeners get that. It's a pretty funny joke, wasn't it, Rob? Yes. I'm 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 flying high off uh, the 2020 NFL draft being less than 48 hours away as we record. Um, we are going to do our live pod mock, like I said, final one of the year. Uh, take a little stress off AJ. We aren't going to rotate picks. We're going to work together because, honestly, I don't think AJ could handle it. Yeah, exactly. So, Can you, uh, wait, what, what Pearl Jam song do they do? It's like not even that great of one. I can't remember. I'm not the biggest Pearl Jam guy in the world. I thought you were. No, I'm the Nirvana guy. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Uh, and I also rank Soundgarden above Pearl Jam when we're at, while we're on the topic of grunge. Yeah, I mean, after the after the draft, we're really going to get into our grunge rankings. <laughs> um, we might have to if there's no football. <laughs> Fuck, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> hey, and grunge is from Seattle, and you're a Seahawks fan, so... It's true. That's why they play it to go to commercial every time. Yeah, and I always get like really excited. And I'm uh, I'm extremely used to it because I've been doing it for 20 years. And almost. doesn't get old. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're gonna do this pod mock. It's gonna get it's gonna get interesting. This draft is set to be probably the most unpredictable in recent memory, mm-hmm. uh, as well as bizarre because of COVID nineteen. It's gonna be totally different than normal. You know and, what's uh, cool? Cool too is that like it's not just unpredictable because it's a shit class like we've seen sometimes. It's a it's a really strong group and it's unpredictable, so it's double the fun, Rob. That's definitely true. It, this is of the three years, three class draft classes. You and I have been kind of doing this mm-hmm. uh, at the highest of levels. This is by far, I think, the most talented. Uh, yeah, agreed. And. Um, there's, I mean, you you sent me a tweet the other day, and it was asking uh, how many guys do you think are being considered for the first round? Like, am I wording that correctly? Yeah, like if you had to if you had to pick a number of players to write on a sheet of paper to guarantee these guys are the first thirty two picks off the board, uh, how many players could you do it in? And what you what you say, Rob? I said somewhere in the sixties. I'll say sixty five. And that's which that's is a, crazy. Yeah, that's a huge number. Like I, I couldn't confidently do it in. Uh, yeah, anything less than that number, probably. To be honest, and even then, I probably wouldn't feel great about it. I'll. I, I feel comfortable saying um, eighteen guys. No, nineteen guys. I'm comfortable with nineteen guys who I think are for sure going in the first round. Mm-hmm. But then after that, because of the depth of this class. Yeah. I think it's just, it's so all over the place. Yeah, agreed. And as we've gone through our position rankings, we've uh, we've kind of noted, especially on defense, uh, after the top couple guys, sometimes just the top one guy, a lot of these groups are wide open. And it feels like every week we hear that, like, insert player here is getting first round buzz, and then this guy's dropping out, and it's just <laughs> flip-flopping all over the place. And that um, certainly that certainly applies to the like you said the 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 groups where there's a big drop off like edge after Chase Young things like that. Yeah. But I think it also applies to the tackle class is so strong at the top that the mm-hmm. top four guys could all go in the top ten, which could push up to three other guys into the first round who maybe shouldn't be. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I totally agree. I'm so excited for uh, for the listeners tomorrow night. But ah, uh, uh, it's. I honestly don't even know what's crazy about it. I don't know what to expect 
Well, and I turn my television on NFL Network at eight o'clock Eastern Time Thursday night. Like I don't even know what's gonna look like, which is just another. That's like, that's yeah. That's the other thing. We have no idea what it, it's like, how it's gonna be presented to us, which makes it exciting. Absolutely, like, it's anxiety inducing, but also very exciting. Yeah, I've been like partially trying not to think about it coming up, but at the same time, like my life revolves around it, so it's pretty hard not to. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like. Like, during the day, Thursday, it's going to be so hard to distract myself until live coverage starts at 5 o'clock. I know. And and you just know there's going to be so many, like, rap sheet, Shefty, yeah. Garofolo yeah. tweets being like, the Dolphins have the move up in their mind, but they're taking Herbert. Like, things like that. Just bizarre rumors starting to pop. Yeah. It's uh, it's pr- it's going to be incredible. I'm really excited. I'm, I mean, I know there's some people out there who... I guess don't like the unpredictability of this year, but I think that's the best part about it. I mean, I guess if you're a team picking in like the top five and you just have no idea, like that would probably give me a lot of anxiety. As a Steelers fan, it's nice this year to not have any first round picks. Mm-hmm. We're already winning the draft with Minka Fitzpatrick. It's true. Good pick there, Rob. And you, as a Seahawks fan, you're so used to the unpredictability of what John Schneider is <laughs> going to do that, like, honestly, like you're expecting them to take someone like, like. You know Benjamin in the first round? <laughs> okay, you shouldn't have said a name because now it's out there in the universe and you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, exactly. And Pete was, Carroll's was, a listener, so... Yeah, I was born in the chaos, Rob. I'm, I'm ready for this, baby. Yeah, your best case is he treats back. Did you hear the, the thing tonight? They're, they're, they were doing a live uh, uh, pre-draft uh, press conference and apparently John Schneider knocked down walls in his house to get a... To get the internet working better, I don't know what's going on. I mean, well, did 20- you did did you see yeah. the tweet that Ryan Pace has like the Ethernet cable running from his basement yeah. up to his dining room, like up the stairs, and his wife uh, unplugged it to vacuum or something. And then then there's Bob Quinn has the IT guy camped out in a Winnebago in his driveway. Yeah, it's it's insane. Uh, I hope we get all <laughs> those like stories throughout the night, like. Rap sheet, like they they throw. Well, it won't even be rap sheet. I guess it'd be Shefty and Mort. They throw yeah. to Shefty, and he's like, "Well, you know, Steve Kime, he he had to get an Airbnb for the draft because <laughs> the grandchildren were over for the weekend or something just ridiculous." I I hope they started filming the thirty for thirty for this draft already. That's my take. They, they, no, they definitely should. Um, they, there should be something like bizarre like that. Well, I mean, not they probably can't because you know the whole COVID. physical yeah. distance and the reason it's going down this way. But uh, you know, um, in, in ten years from now when they do the retrospective, oh, I can't wait to look back on this draft three years from now where every GM's like, "Well, we didn't have the proper when they when they drafted bus, we didn't have the proper lead up. Like it wasn't fair." There's gonna be a lot of excuses being made to owners the next couple of years. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait, and uh, I can't wait to get into this draft here, AJ. 32 uh, picks, and then the show's over. Let's do it, Rob. Uh, the first two are chalk, baby. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. Mike Brown and Dan Snyder are the owners of those teams. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. That's another part of this story, that we got the two zaniest owners off the top. Uh, if you had to go to dinner with one of them, who are you going with? Uh, Mike Brown. I gotta get inside that head. Well, I think but, the thing is, you could convince Mike Brown to hire you for the scouting department. That's a good... Okay, I'll say this, though. I might choose Dan Snyder, because I know he'll foot the bill, and I'm not sure Mike Brown would. I'm gonna that's, have to pick up that okay, that's, a, that's a really good point, because Dan Snyder's, like, flexing on you that he's paying, where yeah, Mike Brown's, like, worried he's gonna have to pay, and that's... Uh, so I guess it's deciding between, do you want to try and convince... Mike Brown to hire you, or do you want to not have to spend money? Yeah, like, like Snyder would be ordering the most expensive bottle of wine, even though I'd say I don't even drink wine. It's like, no, you're, no, no. you're at Skyline Chili's with Mike Brown. And yeah, and we're, we're eating chili with old Mike on a Greyhound bus. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, okay, let's do this thing. 32 picks. We will not be doing trades. It's too complicated. Our little minds can't handle it. Although... The NFL still use the the uh, draft trade chart so that Jimmy Johnson uh, created like thirty years ago. So That's I mean, cool. we probably could, we probably could figure this out, but we we won't do trades. Uh, and let's start the Bengals on the clock. Cincinnati's picking one for the first time since they drafted Carson Palmer. 
And, uh, I mean, everyone knows they're taking Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. Do you, uh, remember when there was doubt a month and a half ago about it? It was weird. That, yeah, that he said he'll play wherever he's drafted, and that was then spun into he he doesn't want to play in Cincinnati. Yeah, that, that, that whole thing made no sense. It was just Joe Burrow being, like, humble and competitive, in my opinion. Yeah, and, yeah. And they spun it into, does, does Joe hate Cincy? Anyways. I'm not, not yeah, going to lie. I, uh, Joe Burrow has the highest quarterback rate I've, I've given out in the last three years. And then on yeah. top of that, I just love the personality. I think it's a really great fit for changing your franchise. Yes, for sure. Like, it, it's got a bit of the Baker Mayfield chip on the shoulder, but not to the point where he's like Instagramming every day. <laughs> yeah, he's more of like the, that classic old school chip on your shoulder guy it's it's because his dad was a a defensive coordinator in the mac that's my new that's my new uh my new parcells rule is dad had to be a defensive coordinator in the mac (laughs) yeah not not an offensive coach either too many ideas get into a quarterback's mind like that both his brothers played linebacker at nebraska so like you know they beat him up a lot as a kid and they're like significantly older than him so like they really beat him up and that's a part of his uh, his appeal. He's tough as hell, man. He gets up from the biggest hits, and it's something that drives him on the field. It looks like maybe you found the reason for it, Rob. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but yeah, his I mean, he's exceptional when the play breaks down. He's pinpoint accurate. He's everything you want in a franchise quarterback, from leadership traits to obviously college production. The best single season I think we've ever seen from a passer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from Ohio, so he's yep. marketable. Um, Definitely. And he's, he's just got that, that cocky moxie that I think pretty much everyone wants in a quarterback. It's like it's the it's something for the Bengals fans to cheer for, like that they've never had. Like Palmer, yeah, but I, I think this is more exciting than Carson Palmer, right? Well, Car- Carson Carson Palmer, I, I think it's more. I I am a little bit biased because I absolutely love Carson Palmer. I know you um, do, and. He he was like the perfect quarterback in terms of height, uh, mechanics, arm talent, all that. But I think it's mm-hmm. just part part of it with Burrow is just his absolute m- magicalness when the play breaks. Yes, out. yeah, for sure. I I hope this Bengals team is not a dumpster fire. Come I don't fall. think it will be on paper. It's not as bad as it, it, I mean the offensive line is. Yeah. Um. But you're immediately, as long as AJ Green's healthy, you're immediately giving him Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, John Ross with the speed, and like we've seen what Burrow can do with the the downfield uh, throws. Even though he mm-hmm. he doesn't have the greatest arm in the world, um, he's just instincts when the play breaks down. Uh, I can't get over them. Um, and then, and then like defensively, if the, they obviously have to address the linebacker position, but they really address the secondary. The defensive line has been fine, and and they added to that like. I'm not saying they're going to compete, but like six and ten isn't like I agree unrealistic yeah. whatsoever. And they get Jonah Williams back. That's another good point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like on paper, uh, there's teams that have gotten worse than they have since uh, February. Oh, a hundred percent, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I didn't want to say it, Rob. <laughs> there's no uh, anyway. Uh, Washington on the clock, number two. Like you said, it's chalk. Chase Young. Best player in the draft. I know there was a little bit of discussion about Tua. I don't think that ever was totally realistic. Me neither. I think they'd be more likely to bring in Cam Newton uh, if they didn't trust Dwayne Haskins than pass on Chase Young, Yeah, to be completely no, for, honest. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes a lot more sense. And again, with Chase Young, when you have an almost generational talent at age. I don't want to use that term generational. We he's like about. slightly, we both said he's, I think slightly behind Nick Bosa for us. Yeah, exactly. But you know what I mean? That, that clear alpha dog franchise edge, if you want to use that term, which I don't know if that makes sense. You, you don't pass on that guy. No, That's, he's a cornerstone. He's a cornerstone and he's the exact, uh, kind of culture changer. Ron Rivera needs to build around. He's a Julius Peppers esque type of, just yeah. absolute freak, but technically sound and great leadership skills. Um, and similar to what the the situation Bosa landed in last year, he mm-hmm. the, the Washington's defensive line is set. Drawn Payne, John Allen, that's two other first-round picks. Ryan Kerrigan, another first-round pick. 
Montez Sweat, another first-round pick. And then Matt Ioannidis, one of the most underrated five techs in the league. You're throwing him into that? Like, he's either getting other people one-on-ones or he's going to have one-on-ones early on. Yeah, he's going to be productive his rookie year. And that Washington front seven is going to get after the quarterback. There's a reason to watch Washington other than Terry McLaurin next year. It's this defensive line. It's going to be the, – the team itself might not be great, but this defensive line is going to be disruptive. Absolutely. Okay, Detroit Lions are on the clock, third overall. I think this is obviously a prime trade spot mm-hmm. for them and whoever wants to maybe jump Miami or the Chargers for a quarterback. Okay, so w- what percentage do you say right now that this is a trade? Well, so <clears throat> my gut says it's like low. It's like 25% chance. Okay. But my head says... Every time the, it, there's a trade-up for the quarterback, you tr- you have to trade-up for a quarterback in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. And so, at the end of the day, my final mock, I did have the Chargers trade-up to this pick. Um, I don't know if it would for sure be them, but it makes a lot of sense for it to be them. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. It just... Again, it's hard to project, but it, we've, been, we've heard it for so long, and the Lions can slide to 5-6, whatever, and still get their guy that's been another guy that's semi-chalk in Jeff Okuda, which I think we're both plugging in here. Yeah. And he's still going to be there, so it just... And, again, they need talent. They need more players. Um, acquiring picks would be huge for them. It just uh, it just all comes together for this pick to be a trade. But either way, like you said, I think we both believe Jeff Okuda's the pick. He's yeah. that, that alpha corner one, top dog, plug in, replace Darius Slay. Um, in I mean corners, they're I think they're probably their biggest need anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they addressed a lot. They they have some t- talent on the in the front seven that they addressed through previous draft and free agency anyway. They got to get that corner one. Um, I mean, he's a day one guy. Uh, Absolutely. They, yeah. He he's he's one of the the blue chip. All three guys that I've gone so far, I think, are three of the four blue chip prospects in this class. Yeah, very much so. I think. Uh, I think he is my third guy on my big board. I'm just playing it up. Yeah, he. I. I, I think. I, I would say this: the consensus top two are Joe Burrow, Chase Young, and Joe Burrow on big mm-hmm. boards, and yeah. then a lot of the time you see some combination of Okuda, Isaiah Simmons. Derek Sometimes Brown. you see Derek Brown, yeah. uh, or the offensive tackle that you're in love with. Yep, agreed. I. I do think. The top four. This is my top four: is Young, Burrow, Kudas, and then Simmons. So I have the same, but Akuda and Simmons swapped. Fair enough. And then yeah, I got my my tackle, Jedrick Wills, and then uh, Derek Brown. Uh, okay, four New York Giants. This is the top tackle or Isaiah Simmons. I think is what most people are expecting. Yes. Uh, uh, I tend to lean that. First of all, I don't think Dave Gettleman's trading up. The guy's never traded up. I, he's like randomly trying to talk about trading up. I don't know. It's Dave Gellman. He he probably doesn't know how to trade or trade back. I mean, he probably doesn't know how to make a trade in on the online anyway. That's a good point. He he's probably say fuck it and just pick whoever. And I think we both think it's going to be the tackle. Yeah. So that's that's how I wanted to approach this. So it's kind of Simmons or tackle, and we both lean tackle. And now the question is which tackle? I think the conversation. I, I mean. Both, uh, you're, we both have Jezrick Wills as our number one tackle. We do. I think he makes the most sense in terms of he can immediately, because he's they, they obviously have a need at right tackle, he can immediately step in at right tackle. Um, and impact, with him, you get a guy who's obviously making it easier on Daniel Jones by giving him a stud right tackle, but he's mm-hmm. also such a mauler in the run game. This bolsters your run game with Saquon Barkley running behind him. And gives him a true guy you can trust. And your offensive line really starts to look like it's coming together if you add a piece like Wills, who's, I think, the most pro-ready of the group. I get, like, Becton might have the highest ceiling because he's such yeah. a freak of nature. Worfs is the, the athletic monster. Andrew Thomas is, I think, probably the, the most pure pass protector. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the safest overall. I agree, yeah. I think that's something that's kind of slept on about. Well, we've actually heard that Andrew Thomas is viewed higher than... Uh, in the NFL, and a lot of like the media has viewed him, um, but I think with Wills, he is 
the the best fit for what the Giants are looking for. I agree with you. I, I again. So you, if you were to bet, you think this pick is gonna be Wills, right? Yes. I, if I were to go right now, I'd I'd be like sixty forty in favor of Werfs, but let's oh, take really? Wills. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm leading Werfs right now in in the actual draft, but again, Wills is my uh, top tackle, and we both agree here that he's our both of our top tackles. And I think it's a better pick. So for our mock, let's take Wills. But right now, if I had to guess, I think it's worse. Either way, I think it's tackle because you add Agreed. either one of them who plugs in as the right tackle. Uh, and, and you paid Nate Soldier, so you're kind of fucked on that. But <laughs> uh, your guards are obviously set with Will Hernandez and Kevin Zietler. And like that's a pretty solid three yeah. uh, to build around. Um, and also, like, on a conference call this week, Gettleman kind of just said it's, it's an offensive line in this pick, and I, I don't take him as clever enough to smoke screen, so. That, uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, okay, five. This is, uh, I mean, yeah. the, the draft truly gets interesting at three, but if Detroit doesn't trade out of it, it gets interesting at five. Absolutely. Um, okay, so... What are the odds it's not quarterback? Because we've heard, we've heard some rumbling, so let's start there through this discussion, Rob. I still think it's quarterback because... Me too. You don't know when you're going to be back up here. I 100% agree. And, like, do, well, like uh, with Herbert, like he'd probably be a top 10 pick in every class, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think he's better than Daniel Jones was coming in. I think he's better than Josh Allen when he was coming yeah, in. Yeah, I 100% agree. And uh, Tua's unarguably a top 10 guy. Okay. Correct. We've seen the rumors flying all over the place. Um, As of 9.30 Eastern time on April 21st, uh, what quarterback do you think this pick is? I think the Dolphins are going to leave with Justin Herbert. I, I, I think it's a coin flip for me, but maybe it's because I want them to end up with Tua. And we have friends of the shows in South Beach, and they want Tua and, uh, yeah, but two is gonna look so nice in those Chargers uniforms. First of all, they're terrific. Okay, and the let's whole say this. Let's great. say this. Yeah. Do we think that the the Chargers and Dolphins are both coming away with quarterbacks? Yes. I yes. Do. Like, do you think if I uh, see, I think the Dolphins want Herbert, and I think the Chargers want Tua, mm-hmm. and I think if the Chargers really want Tua, they will trade up to three. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, you, know what, you know what's interesting? Even though Miami obviously has the ammo to do so, I feel like they're less likely to trade up. Me too. Yeah. I think part part of that is, like, the, I, I also think the Chargers have, like, I, I know I don't want to overblow to his health and everything, um, but it, it is still a big question mark. He's had a significant amount of injuries and significant yeah. injuries, and no, no one necessarily, like, since the combine, no one's been able to look at him. Yeah. Um, I think the Chargers are, are going to be more willing to take a huge swing on him because what do they have to lose? The, the, the Chargers have, I mean, the joke you see on Twitter literally every day is the Chargers have no fans. Uh, <laughs> this is the this is the type of guy who can start to build yeah. you a fan base by getting him. He is beloved. Uh, whereas the Dolphins, I think, are more likely to go the, the safer route. I I agree. And you know what? The the butts in the seat factor is another reason why we can see the Chargers make that trade to three. Exactly. Just go and secure your guy. And uh, it's going to pay off in this year at least because you're going to sell more tickets if the yes. season happens. So what, what, what are we writing in for these quarterbacks? Who's going where here? Let's do Herbert to Miami and Tua to L.A. Do you, do you think if they stick and pick, both of them, that it will end up that way? Or do you think the Chargers are going to need to trade up to get him? Or, or here, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. Do you think anyone else is in the running for a trade-up for him? That's an interesting question. Um, I See, my, my gut says like we can see shockers, but because... It's, just hard, to, it's hard to find the, like which of these teams is making that move yeah. up for him. Yeah, exactly. And like the later teams that you could see do it just don't have the ammo. and Exactly. And in this year with again going back to Tua's health you just haven't been able to check him and double check him and triple check him like it's I'm a sure big teams risk. want to 
Yeah. Exactly. So leveraging a shit ton of picks from later in the draft or even even when you think you can get like like say a team's whoever, like the Jags are in on him, which I'm not saying they are, but theoretically, why would they risk and they, they have a shit ton of holes, why would they risk uh, a bunch of picks to go up and get to a who we don't is a bit of a question mark when they can stick and get the best defensive player that's there. You know what I mean? Like uh, one of those and, guys. And and I think there is something too. Teams could be looking ahead to like everyone knows Trevor Lawrence is coming next year. Yeah. Like I think that's something worth if you're the Jaguars, for example, when your yes. team is such a mess. Like yeah. that's in the back of your mind. Or if you're Definitely. Carolina, that's in the back of your mind. If if you're like if Teddy doesn't work out. Definitely. So <clears throat> why take the huge risk on Tua? Even though he's obviously a top ten guy and potential franchise quarterback i mean if he's healthy we both think he's gonna be a franchise quarterback he's a no doubt top 10 player in this class absolutely yeah but uh i think some franchises are going to be more willing to take a swing like the chargers and uh some won't i, I just i don't know if i see miami as a team willing to take that swing when at worst justin herbert's ryan Tannehill again but uh <laughs> he could yeah. be carson Wentz. so it's true Sure. Uh, I I think uh, this this is why we talk this out because when we throw it all like this, it makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, because we're so fucking smart. We're That's so right. smart. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Carolina okay. seven. Carolina. Uh, Matt rules in the building. This team's going to be fun no matter what because Matt rule. Um, I mean, is there a guy who played? Is there a Temple tough guy worth this pick? Maybe. Uh, probably <laughs> not. Uh, although I mean, trade back three picks. Take James Lynch in the first. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, Gil, Gil, Gil's got them at like 27, trading back up for James Lynch. So That's sick. That's, I respect that so much. Uh, I mean, just like how Pete Carroll took uh, Taylor Mays over Earl Thomas, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, that happened. Anyways. <laughs> uh, this this is the Isaiah Simmons landing spot, I think. I, I 100% think this is Isaiah Simmons. But we, we do see some people throw out the Derek Brown idea. Uh, I don't think it is. I, I think Simmons makes so much sense. We've we've matched him up for the last what three months now. Um, Derek Brown does make sense too if Isaiah Simmons isn't there. Yeah, agreed. If if the Giants take Zim- Simmons, which again we both think they don't, um, I think Brown probably is the pick. And they they will go ultimately Simmons over Brown. I think because Me too. as I've said for the thousandth time, Phil Snow preaches speed on defense. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons is the definition of speed. He can be their chess piece. Um, I mean, they're they're switching to an off front, a 3-4 base. Isaiah Simmons is the type of guy who can play, I think, every linebacker spot in a 3-4, to yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. He's like the... I forget who, who tweeted it, but it was a really good point. He's the old-school 3-4 outside linebacker that the Willie McGinnis, the, the, the type of um, 3-4 outside who wasn't just a, an edge rusher in the... Terrell Suggs role, but a guy a guy who was a defensive weapon who had to do a bunch of things like William McGinnis sack numbers. He was William McGinnis was a great pass rusher, but mm-hmm. because of the way he was deployed, he he did all kinds of other things too. And uh, I think Isaiah Simmons is that like that to, like because he can do so many things. I think that's the exact cornerstone this defense needs. Luke Keekley yep. retired. Keep Isaiah Simmons in in, in, uh, in the Carolinas. Um, and you stick them next to Shaq Thompson, and it starts coming together for that defense. Agreed. And uh, like you alluded to earlier, they might be one of those teams that are looking uh, towards Trevor Lawrence or uh, Justin Fields, Fields next year. Yeah. Or uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, okay, Arizona Cardinals 8. Um, they obviously traded for DeAndre Hopkins, which kind of makes you think they're not taking C.E. Lamb, even though it would be really cool. Um. <laughs> This is also a potential trade spot for a team maybe trying to jump Jacksonville, like the yeah. like the Falcons, uh, for C.J. Henderson, for example. Mm-hmm. But if they stick and pick, is it is it Derek Brown or is it a tackle? I think it's a tackle. I think it's a tackle too. And I think, uh, I think it, it's although Derek Brown is the exact player their defense needs, they need to get Kyler Murray protection. Uh, exactly, and in this class, like. We've seen so many classes where it's like, uh, like we've seen tackles where like get pushed up the board crazy high because the NFL just needs them and they're not worth a top fifteen pick or whatever. Um, but at eight, you're getting a guy who's very much worth a top a top ten pick easily. Do you say um, worth a top ten? 
get it. Ooh, ooh little uh, Freudian Four. slip there. Yeah, let, let's let's take Tristan Wirfs here. Um, both of our second tackles, right? Yes. Yeah. Think, I think we agree on our tackle rankings. Um, I think they they could be a team that looks at Andrew Thomas though, just because I agree. Uh, overworks yeah. because of how their uh, their offense is built. Um, they signed mm-hmm. DJ Humphreys to an extension. I don't know if that was like the greatest move in the world, but. They're clearly trying to fix up the offensive line. You get worse, plug them in at right tackle. Gives you a freak athlete um, who who uh, can be kind of your tone setter up front. Mm-hmm, definitely. You know, it's kind of stupid, but I, I especially when I have an athletic quarterback, I like having athletic offensive linemen. I mean, opposed to the unathletic Me, I like the unathletic ones. <laughs> I know you're an old school football guy. I know you are, Rob. And when I, when I can get... It. When I can match an unathletic quarterback to an unathletic offensive line, I'm not not going to do it. No, I'm just saying, if you had a choice, I I, uh, I lean with the the better athlete. That's fair. I understand what you're saying. I'm just an yeah. asshole. I, I no, I know you do. You, you're doing a joke. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I was doing a joke. You, you you're just ribbing me there, Robert. Um. Okay, Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock at nine. Um. I think arguably the worst team in football. And the most dysfunctional. What's Leonard Fournette worth in a trade? I have no idea. I. What would you give up if you needed a running back? What would you give up for Leonard Fournette? Uh, I'm going to be low, but like a fifth, I would. No, I think that's correct because. First of all, if if I feel the need to get like, I'll take someone in the third round. I'll take Cam Akers in the third round over Mm -hmm. trading a third round pick for Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe it's a fourth, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you think this deal is going to get done? Um, not on draft night. Like okay. I, I do, I do think he'll get traded. Okay, yeah, I, I, I or, do think we're going to see less player trades during the draft. Yeah, like I, th- I, th- I mean, Devon Ezekbo is going to be their starting running back. <laughs> uh, we all know wait, wait, that. You mean, you mean Raquel Armstead, my guy. <laughs> The, the duel, it's Fred Taylor and MJD all over again. Yeah, fucking retweet. Those two. Amen. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh, uh, who's the conversation here? Derek Brown and C.J. Henderson? I think they're a sneaky wide receiver landing spot as well. Interesting. And I think After, the next six picks are all kind of sneaky wide receiver. Yeah, I, I, now, I, I'm not going to be the one to bang the table for a receiver over, right, right here. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is also a good trade back spot if they get jumped for uh, the guy they want. Yes, for sure. But I mean, people are speculating after Marquise Lee got cut that they're going to potentially go receiver here. I mean, I'm not th- <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know who. I guess people like Marquise Lee. I think DJ Chark and DD Westbrook are both better than him anyway. They they are. I, I think it's because Lee had like numbers what four years ago, three years ago. Yeah, and had a stupid contract. His contract was awful. Um. But, yeah, so I, I'm going to lean defense here. How about yourself? Yeah, I, I definitely would, too. And I uh, I lean Derek Brown. And I also just think they're going to get hot for C.J. Henderson anyway. Yeah, no, that's true. Because, I mean, we've, we've seen the Falcons rumors of them trading up. And as we've said, that's probably their guy. So I also like the idea of just, like, we you've said it on the show before, two mm-hmm. years in a row, them potentially having a, a top six-ish defensive stud fall to them yeah um and, and josh allen was a great locker room guy to add Derek brown is as well exactly. uh he he plugs in right away as you're you're starting one tech um gives you gives you cornerstones in both him and josh allen like yannick and is clearly going to be traded at some point because <laughs> this is just <laughs> dif- dysfunction oh god they should probably fire dave gettleman i'm just gonna say it aj i'm gonna say it um dave call but what did I say? Oh, Gettleman, Gettleman. that's a bad Freudian slip. They, they, well, they, he should be fired too. <laughs> You're um, right. <laughs> but yeah, so I think Derek, Derek Brown for the culture fit. I 100% agree. He's that like, like when your whole franchise is crumbling again. He, he's really safe too. CJ Henderson's yeah. more of a big swing risk. Yes, yes, exactly. And and you build through the trenches, and you get guys that are just going to be cornerstones of your franchise, and. 
Like, like I don't know. It's like it's like Derek Brown's gonna be the guy that's gonna be around for so long and not drop off that much, and like a guy that wins a Super Bowl in his eighth year and you're happy. You know what I mean? Like, it just well, feels not, like that not, kind of guy. yeah. When he gets his second contract with like the Patriots, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But I'm I'm not saying Jacksonville's never gonna win a Super Bowl. So. Come on, Jacksonville peaked their expansion second year as an expansion. Uh, that's true. not. I mean, it's like I mean, it's true. Uh, okay, Cleveland picking ten. Potential trade back spot, uh, so they can draft Ezra Cleveland. Um, okay, <laughs> that's that's objectively silly, right? Like it, it might I, happen. But it's my silly. final mock, I made it happen because I, I know like, you did. Mocks do not matter. This is funny. The Eagles are going to move up for Ceedee Lamb <laughs> and Ezra Cleveland to Cleveland. I'd be happy. I'd be smiling if that happened. Um, but no, you have a shot at at uh. One of these top four tackles here. The only two. way they trade back to take a different tackle is if all four tackles go Are before gone. them, right? Yeah. yeah. It, do- it doesn't make sense. Like, why would they not? Now, uh, the question is, is it Mekhi Becton or Andrew Thomas? I think it's a good question because, I mean, right tackle, left tackle, that whole conversation. Uh, Jack Conklin is locked in as your right tackle. So whoever takes his play in left tackle, Andrew Thomas is... Was a full time left tackle. Well, actually, he he played right tackles as a freshman. I should say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, is I think a little more people are. Oh, he's a right tackle, like that kind of mindset a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I personally think both are equally as important, and both guys play both. So I they, think you just are. take the guy who fits what you're looking for. I, I think Makai Backton is the better fit. I agree. I I, I 100% agree. Um, they they're gonna want to run the football. Uh, yeah. With uh, Stefanski coming over, that's part of why they signed Jack Conklin. You get yep. the other run mauling, massacring left tackle, Mackay Becton, and he has he has Andrew Thomas is definitely the safer pick. But if you're swinging for the fences, Mackay Becton's got the upside. Agreed. I again, I I like that fit. Um, and yeah, like you said, just they're gonna start pounding the ball, and Becton is just that that run mauler, and suddenly like. That's a pretty good tandem at, at tackle. You got two bookends now. Um, okay, Jets are on the clock at eleven. Gets interesting. Are they taking in this scenario? They're looking at Andrew Thomas or CD mm-hmm. Lamb. I would think mm-hmm. Bucks are also a team that would probably be in contention for trading up to come away with one of the top four tackles. For sure. Um, if the Jets are sticking and picking here with the way the board falls, do you think they're going O line or receiver? Honestly, I I'm not sure right now, but I I would make the offensive line pick. I think part of the reason you're unsure is because of how they attacked free agency. Like they threw money at subpar players. Yeah. Just to like and that kind of makes you think maybe they're doing that because they don't plan on taking one of the tackles. Mm-hmm. But also they could be just doing it for an insurance move if they can't land one of the tackles. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna let you have this one. Who, who do you think it is? Okay, I, I think it's Andrew Thomas. And let's do I it. Think, let's do it. I think that's a perfect fit. I think he plugs in at left tackle. You're smiling. Um, You're protecting Sam. Dunn. Either way, I, I I know Jets fans might be upset because CD Lamb will be sitting there and he's so exciting. But either way, it's making it better for Sam Darnold. Absolutely. I. You know what? I know what else plays into it is that you can get a really good receiver later. That's also true. Um, not not saying that you can't get a good tackle later, but this is a top ten player almost. Yes, and uh, Joe Douglas is an offensive line guy, and he, I think mm-hmm. he's made it pretty clear since he took over as GM. His number one priority is fixing that offensive line. Absolutely. Okay, so the Raiders are here at twelve. We uh, if C. E. Lamb's on the board, is it him? I think so. I think they run I, and they take him. I think so too. Uh, Mike Mayock's a, fr- a dear friend, um, best receiver in the class, the yeah. most complete receiver in the class. Yeah, just a, an absolute alpha. I think Rudin's gonna love him. Type yeah. of guy who, in their short, in their quick passing game, you get the ball in his hands. He can he can make so much, do so much damage after the catch. Um, he can also win downfield with those contested catches. Uh, so I think that's the money pick. I 100 percent agree. Uh, San Fran at thirteen, the Colts pick. Is this Henry Ruggs? Yeah, if they can't, if they don't trade out, it's Henry Ruggs. Um, yeah, I think so too. The, the only other player I think would cross their mind is, uh, like, that's not a receiver at least, is uh, Kinlaw. But 
It feels a little yeah. redundant to trade Buffer. I was gonna, and... That's what I was gonna say too. Um, yeah. I think I think you make that 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 like if Ruggs is there, he's just so dynamic. I mm-hmm. I I mean, I have Kinlon Ruggs are my 11, 12th players. So like the talent level is the same. I just think the yeah. upside of a Ruggs insert um, to that receiver core is is bigger than the upside of. Adding Kinlaw to an already densely talented defensive line. Yes, exactly. And um, we saw them uh, many collapse against in the Super Bowl. And I think if they had rugs, it was just a little more juice to get them back in that game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I think that low key always plays into uh, into a franchise's mind. Like the the way your season ends, or the the you know the the lacking of the last season. I think that's always something that uh, like that's obvious to say, but. I think it always influences that that draft, and um, like you said, they had Buckner last year. That that defensive line was the strength of their team. Um, I think they're going to attack somewhere else, and I think just th- to get rugs with uh, Shanahan is just going to be so much fun. He's going to have so much fun with him. So, okay, Tampa on the clock at fourteen. Top four tackles are gone. It sucks for they're, them. They uh, but they got Gronk. Uh, so pretty sick. Um, it is cool. Yeah. They, again, I think they're a trade-up candidate because they need to come away with a tackle. 100% it, agree. If the board falls this way, I think they consider Javon Kinlaw. Me too. Stick him on a D-line with Vito Vey and Adama Kung Su. That's pretty scary. It is. But I think they have more replacement-level defensive linemen than they do uh, tackle. Like, they're, they're... As of now, Donovan Smith, who God knows why they paid him so much, is their <laughs> starting left tackle and Joe Heggs their starting right tackle. Their yes. interior offensive line is one of the most underrated in football. It's true, yeah. They just need to shore up the tackles. I think they would be more willing to overdraft a tackle here than um, kind of to, than take the best player available in Kinlaw. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they probably should get Kinlaw, but I think this... Uh, in this but Jerry scenario, Judy would be a sick pick here, too, just for the record. <laughs> Imagine, fuck. <laughs> I mean, fuck, it might as well just quadruple down on that and just help Tom. Anyways, no, uh, you got to help Tom and you got to reach for a tackle, unfortunately. <laughs> Who are they reaching for? I don't know. Josh Jones? I think... Austin Jackson? I think Josh Jones is the best of the available. <clears throat> me, me too. I think the NFL is most likely to overdraft Austin Jackson. <laughs> me too. Um, so I, I think it's between those two. I agree. I I don't know why I lean Austin Jackson. Right, I've typed it in. I think you're right that they would uh, the NFL would more likely take him this but, early than Josh Jones. Yeah, but it should be Josh Jones, and Correct. it should be them trading up for a tackle. And if it's not either of those, it should be Javon Kinlaw. But in this situation, it's Austin Jackson. And, and the uh, Broncos are pretty happy here. I think getting to choose between Jerry Judy and Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, that I think those are like their top two guys. Like if it's not Lamb, uh, I think if it's not Lamb, I, I think they would take Rugs over Judy. To be totally honest, oh, Rugs over Judy. Yeah, no, that's it's possible. But um, I think the, they get the option of Judy or Kinlaw here. I think they're taking Judy. Um, agreed. Yep. They they need to build around Drew Locke to make him work. Cortland Sutton's the guy. Judy's a perfect complement. Cortland Sutton's the big downfield threat. Judy's that elite route runner who could play a little slot and kick to the outside. Gives you your safety net. Yeah, and uh, Drew Locke is smiling from ear to ear. That's that's suddenly a really, really good group. Um, and yeah. I think this is like, ideally, if they have their pick, like if they can get come away with one of the top three receivers or uh, or Kinlaw, they're just they're pumped. And 16, Atlanta's on the clock. CJ Henderson. CJ Henderson's still here. Plug them in. We don't even think twice about this one, Rob. Yeah, because we knew that they're going to trade up for him anyway. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a tip of the hat without trades. They need a corner badly. He mm-hmm. is maybe the most physically gifted corner in the class. Um, he can be a Marcus Peters type playmaker. He 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 fits the mold of what they like. Big athletes. So. I mean, so does I, I, so does Javon Kinlaw, and I think that would cross their mind. But I think corner is just I, the need. That's exactly the question I was about to ask: is how how long do they think about Kinlaw if they're both there? But I, 
I think if they come away with one of these two guys, uh, they're fucking pumped. I, I think those are the two for them. Okay, Dallas on the clock at 17. Um, they, they, they've they got an interesting dilemma here. Javon Kinlaw's still available. Mm-hmm. For, for me, the best players on the board are Javon Kinlaw and uh, Chasen. Yeah, I, I think those are the, definitely the two guys they would look at. Chason has just been like the the chalk pick for because everyone. Kinlaw's generally off the board. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they both both masks need to get a guy opposite Demarcus Lawrence. Get a guy mm-hmm. in Kinlaw to enter the rotation. Um, the thing is, though, they have I think more trustworthy depth on the interior. That's fair. Yeah, and. And there's something to be said that like Chason just might fit that uh that new defense very well with Mike Nolan. Um and, and like Gerald McCoy, Don Terry mm-hmm. Poe, Antoine Woods has played a significant amount of snaps. I don't know how they feel about Tristan Hill, but they did spend a second round pick on him just last season. They Whereas did. opposite um opposite Demarcus Lawrence, it's it's more kind of less trustworthy stuff. Yeah, I, I think this would be a huge uh, decision. I think this would be a pick that takes the entire clock. But uh, we, we leaning Jer- Chase on here. Because Jerry does not use the internet. That's a part of it. And I don't know if Steven does either. But we we leaning Chase on here. Yeah, I typed in Chase on. All right, let's do it. I, I'm fine with that. All right, now Dolphins. Just, lo- yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Dolphins are on the clock at 18. Uh, they, they got their franchise quarterback, potentially, in Justin Jefferson. Do they go in out of playmaker on offense or defense here? I mean, Javon Kinlaw's falling, but they took Wilkins last year. Mm-hmm. I see. Now this is gonna be the whole mock. Is like, do we take Kinlaw here? That's gonna be our whole our whole thing for the rest of the fucking way. But now we're gonna give him the Jags at twenty, so they can have him and Derek Brown. Oh fuck. Um. <laughs> uh. See, Miami's Miami is so interesting. All three of their picks. I, I again, I think we we both agree that five's a quarterback, and we both agree that it's Herbert now. Um, at this pick, it's kind of up in the air. Like, I think I lean wide receiver here. Yes, correct. I'm I also. Think it, I think. So idea. Yeah. No, you go. I was just saying, I'm super high on Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Justin Jefferson is a slam dunk pick here. I think he's a clear top twenty talent. Gives you an immediate trustworthy slot, big slot mismatch guy. Got the speed to burn downfield and separate. Um, Really impressive route runner for his size. Uh, I think he could honestly. Would I be shocked if Justin Jefferson uh, went earlier than this? No, me neither. He's he's fifteenth on my big board. Yeah, they, like I think the only reason he wouldn't is because of the depth of the position. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if he's here, I, I think that's the best pick for the Miami Dolphins. A hundred percent. Yeah, especially with getting a young quarterback. Okay, 19. The Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock. Uh, I think Javon Kinlock could go here. <laughs> I do too. I was going to say it. Um, I, I mean, they're apparently looking to shop PJ Hall. Yep. Uh, Overdrafted. S- well, of course. Mike, <laughs> May- Mike Mayock didn't draft him, though. So. Sure. So, like, that's another reason they could be looking to shop him and might not feel like he didn't draft. Um. Uh, uh, what's his name? God damn. What Mohurst. position are you trying to... Mohurst. Oh, Mohurst. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he didn't... None of the interior defensive linemen are his guys. Like, Farrell, Max Trosby are his guys. Yeah. Uh, they signed Carl Nassib. I, I, w- I think... W- I would rather take Javon Kinlaw than overdraft a corner here. I 100% agree. I've already typed it in. Oh, and. Yes. The- the Raiders, the Raiders, uh, fucking nail this track. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I know the likelihood that Kinlaw falls might not be great. Yeah, but if he does fall into their lap, like I know corners a big need, but I don't think you can pass on a freak like Kinlaw, a top twelve player, who also great football character guy for your locker room, brings it a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, you st- like him and like. Colin Farrell might be terrible, but him and Max Crosby, that's a lot of fun. And Mohurst, baby. I love Mohurst. Um, no, yeah, that, that's great. And, again, like you said, it, it'd be overdrafting a corner. And I don't think they love any of these corners. Honestly, I think A.J. Terrell would be the pick if they're going corner. 
Agreed with you. But again, I, I, I don't think they're in love with him. And I think if someone like this fell in their lap, I uh, they're taking him. Okay, well, speaking of corner, is is Jacksonville going corner here at 20? It's probably their biggest need. They Again, receivers certainly in a conversation. Um, are, if, if you're Jacksonville, are you going corner? Are you potentially going safety? Uh, I think, what do you think? I, I, th- I think it's definitely a DB. Um, yeah. Right, right now, I'm not sure. It's, it's a bit of a toss-up. AJ Terrell could definitely be the pick here, though. Yeah, I think so too. I, I I think it could be really it could be AJ Terrell. It could be Jeff Gladney. Uh, it could be Xavier McKinney if you're going safety. Yeah. Um, how confident are you? Maybe you're not. Maybe the answer is zero percent. But that uh, Terrell is the third corner off the board. How confident am I? Because I wouldn't do it, but it just seems more and more likely that that's the direction this is going to go. Exactly, yeah. Um, do you want like a percent? Yeah, sure, why not? 60. Okay, so... I, for, I, I do think ultimately Kinlaw is in there at 19, and the Raiders do take him probably. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And uh, 60% is a lot in a group that we've said many, many times that after the top two guys, it's super murky, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think the debate here is Xavier McKinney... Or A.G. Terrell. Terrell. What's, what say you? I say A.G. Terrell. Terrell. <laughs> Which is sure. it? Terrell or Terrell? I think it's Terrell. <sighs> Terrell. Ter- Plug it in. I don't know. Wait. No, it's Terrell. A.G. Terrell. Terrell. Because it's Terrell Pryor, so it's A.G. Terrell. Yeah, okay. Terrell. Plug it in. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> we waited till the final before the draft show to figure that out. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh... I'll go Xavier McKinney if I were them, but I think this is more likely the direction they go. Yeah, also, we're at Clemson hat right now, so rep my boys. That's pretty cool. Dropped all the Clemson guys, baby. Okay, ja- or Philly's on the clock at 21. Uh, is it shock that this is a re- receiver? Uh, is it a lock? N- yeah. No. I think Kenneth Murray is very much in play. Uh I think only if one of those top, like if Justin Jefferson fell to here, yes. I, w- I would lock it in. Yes. Um, or if they trade up for CD Lamb, so Cleveland Kaz or Cleveland. Um, I I feel the same way. I think if it if it's not uh, Kenneth, sorry, if, it, if Justin Jefferson is still on, still on the board, it's him. And if it's not, there's a there's a debate to be had, but I think it's Kenneth Murray. Okay, let's do it because I don't want to have the debate. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. So I'm what what receiver do you think it would be if if let's say somehow Kenneth Murray wasn't there? That's a good question. Um, I I kind of feel Mims right now. Okay, I th- I think Jalen Rager's the but I'm biased because I fucking love Jalen Rager. J- Jalen Rager is easily my uh, my fourth receiver. I mean, Brandon Ayuk is the guy the NFL sounds like they're highest on of those three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like. Again, I think it's one of those three. I'm well. I'm speaking sure. of, we're mm-hmm. on Minnesota. Oh, actually, let's talk a little Kenneth Murray. He's exactly the athletic linebacker Jim Schwartz loves. High intensity yeah. guy, considered defense, high IQ. Uh, I mean, it sounds like the NFL loves him even more than we do. So, yeah, which is shocking because we, we've kind of been the stabilizer when the rest of the seas have been up and down on Kenneth Murray. Yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think that's a great fit. I think he instantly. Like I, I, that's a talented defense, but with the injuries and everything, the last couple of years. Their linebacker in their linebacker core is so terrible. much like the, the receivers aren't good, but the linebacker core there is worse. It's terrible, exactly. And, and, and coming I, coming back to your point earlier about waiting on a receiver yeah. for the like the Jags, for example, yeah. they can do that potentially. Yeah, and this linebacker group, we've seen it rise a bit in the last I don't know th- two weeks, but even then, it, it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of murky after the top couple of guys. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Kenneth Murray's the clear second best linebacker in this class. And I think he's 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 going to be a stabilizing force on that defense and kind of elevate them again, get them back okay. to where they were. Are you yeah. done? Yeah, I'm you, done. You, I love you Kenneth Murray. Five good minutes on Kenneth. Uh, 22, Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. Receiver is got to be the pick. Like corners a need too, but receiver is their biggest need. They traded Stefan Diggs away. So they they need to go receiver. Uh, who do you think it is? I have no idea. I'm going to be honest. Um, I've got no good feel. Who do you, who do you think it is? I, I'm going to be honest. I know who it is. What? 
Yeah, Chris Spielman uh, is friends with me, and his brother's Rick. They're going to draft J.D. Spielman, <laughs> Nebraska wide receiver. Now, well, um, let's go. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. I'm fine. Like I honestly, uh, Ayuk is a like I, Ray Rager's my top on the board, and then Mine I too. go Mims. Mine too. Actually, sorry, I go Chino after, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. And then I go Mims, and oh, then Ayuk's too. not far behind. Uh, I just think it's Ayuk because uh, he can stretch the field. Mm-hmm. He's an explosive playmaker after the catch. Mm-hmm. He's got the most po- not or maybe not the most potential, but you could see how the NFL would see that. Uh, he's also got like weirdly long arms and just sound like I just think he's the one the NFL covets most of the group. That's basically why. No, that's fair. And we we've seen a lot of talk in the last couple weeks that Rager's probably like we've seen a lot of like mid second round talk on him. Uh, the Mims hype is cool. Mims, a bit. yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, and of all of those guys, uh, Rager um, Ayuk is the ascending one. So I, I like that pick. I think that makes sense. Okay, Patriots on the clock at twenty three. I think they're. Are they going to consider Jordan Love? I, I, I lean no. Um, I don't think it's happening either. Okay, so let's ignore. Let's take that out of the equation. I think then you're looking at just the two guys who just scream most Patriot-like pick here, For in my mind, are A.J. Epinesa and uh, Zach Bond. I uh, I agree. Like, Xavier McKinney's in play a bit, but I, I, I think it's those two. And I, uh, I, I, right now I lean Zach Bond, but Epinesa would be a great pick too. It's weird because I, th- I would say we're both higher on Epinesa than Very we are so. on Bond. Yeah. But neither of us would be surprised to see Epinesa fall and Bond go in the first round. Yes, exactly. So you want to plug in old Zach Bond here? I also just kind of think they would utilize him the best as the edge linebacker hybrid. It's a great fit, yeah. But, I mean, Epinesa is too because they would utilize his inside-out ability the best. Um, either either way, the- I think they're they're probably pretty happy. Yeah, maybe they find a way to come away with both of them if Epinesa slips a bit. I'll say this. I, uh, the reason I would lean Bond here over Epinesa is because I think his his motor is intensity. Not to say Epinesa lacks it, but like Bond's kind of a freaky workout dude. Whereas Epine- Epinesa was, is obviously more of a disappointing athlete. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to like say laziness or anything, but well, now well, I, f- I wish I didn't say that. Well, I'll quit. I'll change the topic quick, but we're on the same topic. Uh, between Bond and Epinesa, who are you more confident goes in the first round? Bond. But I like Epinesa better. Yeah. I like I, Epinesa no, is a top 20 player for me. I love him. Epinesa has a first round grade. I think he were, I got 21. He's my 21th player on my big board. So 20, yeah. 21st. All right. He's got a first round grade. So, um, New Orleans Saints are on the clock. 24. Patrick Queen. Really? I think it's Jordan Love. I don't... Maybe. You, it, it, Jordan Love's not going in the first round if he doesn't go here. That's true. I mean, and we're not, we can't mock uh, trades, and uh, this gives us someone to draft to Baltimore, so... <laughs> do we just take Jordan Love to, to make this mock look better? <laughs> I do think that New Orleans is the most likely Jordan Love landing spot. Think about it. Drew Brees is already signed to his NBC deal. Like, yep. you know you need to start preparing. Yep. Jordan Love has that arm talent that you know Sean Payton's going to fall in love with. Sean Payton apparently loved Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I just think, it, not to say Jordan Love's on that level, but, like, you can see that comparison a little bit. Oh, I just for think sure. If anyone's even, like, going to trade up, maybe it's it's them. I was about to ask, what do you think is more likely that a team, I think I already know the answer, but a team in the 20s or wherever – Sits and picks love, or a, a, a team trades up? That, I think uh, a team trades up. Okay. My brain says that. My, my gut still says um, he just slides in the 20s and someone takes him. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Vikings once again on the clock at 25. I think they're looking corner. I think they're looking offensive line potentially as well. Yeah. Uh, which which you say they go? I, uh, I lean corner. Okay. Could, I uh, think if they go offensive line, they would consider Isaiah Wilson. Um, let's go hear, corner first. Yeah, uh, which who, corner? Which corner? <laughs> I I think not Trevon Diggs. 
No, it's not. Don't worry. <laughs> I was going to say Jalen Johnson might be my... Uh... I think he's a really clean, safe fit. Yes. I, I think he's... Let's go. Like, yeah. You want to just plug he's, it? Let's, let's yeah, let's think plug about it. this. Plug yeah. Because we, I mean, we can debate it, that for too long. His ability... Uh, he's a little bigger than Jeff Gladney. I, yep. I like Jeff Gladney more. Um, but he's just... I think his physicality at the line of scrimmage is something Mike Zimmer's going to love. 26. Sure. Miami Dolphins are on the clock. Josh Jones, and you don't think twice? I think they would consider Xavier McKinney if he's fallen. Oh, that's a good point. I almost forgot about that. Fuck, now we got to have a debate. We're, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Josh Jones, though. I think they know if they're taking Justin Herbert, they have to they have to build the goods around him. Um, yeah. You could pretend, like, think about the safety depth. Yeah. They can get a guy at 39 if they're in love with one, or maybe even someone at 56. Uh, or running back at either of those spots, too. So I think the smart play is to go offensive tackle, right? Agreed. I, I, I totally agree. Josh Jones is, after the four top four, I think he's the clear fifth best. Um, mm-hmm. Fifth and most pro-ready, really clean pass protector. Okay, uh, Seahawks are on the clock. I'm just going to hand you the fucking mic. You take who you see John Steiner taking. No one knows. I have no idea. I, again, 90% they're going to trade out of this pick. Would you want them to take um, AJ Epinesa? I would, yeah. Like Epinesa would probably be my uh, my favorite pick here. I I don't. I I think they lean Gross Matos over Epinesa though. Yeah, is that who we're going I, then? Yeah, I, I I don't love it. Um, he's not a first round player for me. But again, they uh they've brought in a shit ton of offensive linemen. I'm not saying they're good, and they haven't brought Clowney back. Even though they've had conversations, they're just. They're they're planning it to go ahead without him. They can't wait for him. So I think they they pick a Utah Gross Matos from Penn State here. And at twenty eight, we're taking Patrick Queen. That's why I made us <laughs> take Jordan Love earlier. This just made it so much easier on my mind. Yeah. Um. They it's obviously their big their biggest need is off ball linebacker. He will run free behind that defense line. He's an athletic freak. The questions are about instincts and uh, just. For overall football IQ, I guess, but if he if he's just able to run free and be a sideline to sideline enforcer, I think that's perfect. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Tennessee at twenty nine. This is an interesting spot. AJ Epinesa as a five tech. All right, let's. I like that a lot. So fuck it, let's do it. Seriously? <laughs> no, I, oh. I do like it though. But. I would have liked it. Uh, they they consider what? What are they looking at? The D line tackle tackle. Corner, receivers, the sneaky one. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to go receiver. Me neither. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I hate this pick. I'm not sure if the Titans. Are <laughs> it, it's honestly gen, gen, like a hard one to make in general. Like this board has yeah. also fallen not great. Um, would they pretend? I, I, fuck. Can we just put AJ Epinesa just because it's sick? Yeah, let's do it. Fuck, I like it. It's fun. He, I want to be on first. He can play five tech. He could play edge. Just use him. I mean, it's Vrabel. Vrabel's a Pats guy. We like Epinesa with the Pats, so let's like him with the Titans now, too. Let's do it, baby. Um, also, if you're in an even front, like he can play uh, true edge on passing downs or rundowns. Mm-hmm. And then yep. if you're in an odd front, he can totally play 5-tech, I think. I do, and, too. And, and you signed Vic Beasley, so if you're in an odd front, you mm-hmm. got Vic Beasley and uh, Harold Landry, obviously, on the edge. I love this pick. I'm totally sold. I like it too. I, I, I you know what? Fuck it. I don't know what the Titans are gonna do. So do this, Tennessee. If he's yeah, there. hell yeah. Okay, Packers thirty. Uh, I, it's got to be a receiver, right? Yes, for sure. Um, best best one available in their eyes. In our eyes, it's either Rager or Mims. Yes. Who, who I think do you think R- Rager's the best available to me. I, I me too. You want? Let's fuck. Let's just take Jalen Rager. I, I think the although it's been so up and down, I think the closer we get, the more likely he's to go in the first round. And Mims is kind of potentially going to fall and be that first receiver in the second round. Okay, let's do it. I, again, they, I, they 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 would love to have Rager's deep speed to separate downfield and be that mm-hmm. yak guy opposite Devontae Adams. Exactly, um, it's a, it's a great fit. Um, you know what? Like like I, I know. I know, like they've they've drafted some bigger guys too, more in the mold of Dan Mims, just not as good. So, uh, get them Rager. <laughs> Fuck it, let's do it. Okay, 49ers are probably trading out of this pick. 
Yes. Because um, they don't uh, have think... a, they don't have a pick again until the uh, what the fifth round, I think. <laughs> yeah, this Which is, is a lock. Fucked. This is a lock for a trade. Uh, Xavier McKinney fell though. Yeah, that's that's I already typed Xavier McKinney in um, because we can't trade, and their DB is a big need for them. Xavier McKinney, perfect safety for for them to add. Uh, I think. I am ninety five percent sure that this pick is a trade. Me too. If it's not, um, realistically, like uh, if McKinney's there, that's great. I like your fit of uh, Ross Blacklock though. If if McKinney wasn't there. Yeah, if McKinney wasn't there. Agreed. Uh, and then the Chiefs, I think they're looking. The, 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 I don't think they're really going to take a run. I do think probably a running back goes. We just aren't going to have one. Mm-hmm. It might be Miami. Ourselves. Yeah, we respect yeah. ourselves too much. Uh, and I don't think the Chiefs would do it uh, anyway at 32. I think it's got to be a DB. I think it's mm-hmm. got to be Jeff Gladney. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Let's, I, I like that fit a lot. Gives and you a guy who can play outside or can play inside. Uh, absolute alpha. Your your corners are bad. Uh, super physical help. press guy. I think him and Tyron Matthew would jive. Um, yeah, I think that's a money pick for them. Me too. And I mean... They're, they're another team that just can go in so many directions. Like, linebackers, a possibility if they want to reach. That's also true. Running or back. Fell. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ruiz was in, is probably in play for the Chiefs, too. Yeah, I think so. But, again, I think DB is just their, their weakest spot of all those. So. Uh, all right, that's it. We're done. We did it. It wasn't too stressful. Uh, we had some fallers. We had some risers. Uh, we, we got an overdraft offensive tackle. and. <laughs> Everything feels right in the world. We also found AJ Epinesa, the perfect home. Uh, So thanks for listening. Uh, We will be back with our immediate first-round reaction. AJ will probably be pissed. I'll be feeling good because the Steelers don't have a pick. Uh, And it'll be great. It'll be a whole lot of fun. And this draft's going to be insane. So drink up and uh, pray for the best.